introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach Fell. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week's episode is with the band Alley Eyes. Alley Eyes is a new band in the Milwaukee area made of four different members, each coming from a little bit different direction in music and coming together to create an alt-indie rock band. So we're going to talk to three of the members, Colton, Jake, and AJ. Matt is was unavailable for the interview, so we're just going to have a great conversation and hopefully you guys learn something. I'll see you on the other side of the interview. Diamond Dave Photography, the photography that supports local music in Wisconsin, and is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show. To contact Diamond Dave and see previous work, check out Diamond Dave Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Wisconsin Music Podcast is also brought to you by ZTF Studio. ZTF Studio, recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week, I have Allie Eyes on here, and we're talking with Colton, Jake, and AJ. Usually what I do is I start with your origin story, your musical origin story. Where'd you grow up? Did you have a musical family? Were you in school band? Instruments you play? You know, all those good details that um, people would probably be interested in hearing about. And whoever wants to start first can go right ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll start. So I, this is... So we have Colton. Yeah, I'm Colton. So I grew up in Mundline, Illinois, in northern suburb of Chicago. Um, I came from a musical family. My parents didn't play any instruments, but both did uh, fine arts and choir throughout their school careers. And uh, each of them also continued to sing in a church choir uh, when I was young and going to church with them. So they really... Uh, pushed me to keep singing when they saw that I enjoyed it from a young age. Um, so from church choirs to school choirs, I sang probably from five or six all the way till now. And uh, when I was 13, I very badly wanted a guitar so that I could be uh, in a band because that's always what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, and they got me one for Christmas, a very small starter guitar. They got me lessons, um, but I was not the best student. And it took me probably one and a half to two years to find the right teacher that I meshed with and enjoyed and then really started uh, learning to play well. Uh, from there, I came to Marquette where I met these other guys and we started playing. Um, and for the most part, I used to just be a singer uh, that was always my focus, but uh, as we've started as Alley Eyes, I've also been picking up uh, rhythm guitar again. So that's that's how I've come to be here. Excellent. All right. So uh, 
my music origin was kind of uh, kind of similar to Colton's, where I started at a young age. I think it was like fourth grade or something like that. And similar story. My parents looked at my sister and I, and they're like, "Hey, you'd be really, you know, you've always liked music. A lot of family members have interested mu- interest in music. Maybe you want to try it." So she picked up piano, and I picked up guitar, and it was one of those situations of of doing lessons forever, but not not really practicing a, a ton so kind of not the not the best student somewhere to Colton is like going in for a a 30 minute lesson once a week and that was when I was picking the guitar up but uh yeah kind of got into music more as I got into middle school I did middle school band did percussion played a lot of small parts I was never like the the great drummer so they'd put me on like xylophone or something like that and I just kind of <laughs> cymbals they love to put me on cymbals kind of hard to mess that up um, <laughs> but I have a lot of family, uh, a lot of cousins who are, who were in bands growing up and are still in bands that play around Milwaukee or, uh, or Madison a little bit. So I grew up watching them and always wanted to be like the, like the cool older cousins who were out, you know, playing gigs and doing that kind of stuff. So that really, yeah. you know, in high school I played a little bit, but got more interested in like sports and stuff like that and came to college similar to what Colton said, I basically, I met Colton my freshman year of college, didn't really play with him, but met a couple other guys and then reconvened our, our junior year and started a, we started a band before this that kind of just played little bar shows and stuff like that around, around Marquette's campus where we went. And then that kind of iterated into Alley Eyes Now. And it's definitely the most, the most work for guitar and the most like musical progress I've ever been a part of. Excellent. Cool. Yeah, and I guess uh, I'm I'm the little bit of the anomaly in the band. So I started music the latest. Um, I graduated from Marquette with these guys same year and uh, was going to watch their shows and they were playing at the Marquette bars and was friends with them through through college. And then when I graduated in that like awkward time between when you graduate and when you start your first first job, I was kind of asking myself like what's one thing I've always loved but uh, I've never done and that was music and I knew uh, their I guess I kind of knew their their old bass player uh, moved back home to Boston so I knew that there was potentially a need there so that might have influenced my decision to pick up the bass over (laughs) something else but uh, got my got my first bass probably about two years ago and then have fell in love since and then since then I'm I'm sure these guys can attest. I'm probably playing like an hour a day. I think I'm the most addicted uh, to the music of everyone. So I'm the newest to it, though. <laughs> cool. So. But you're having Absolutely. fun. Absolutely love it. What music projects in the past did you find that were like your most inspirational? Um, I think. Well, we were in like a we were doing a cover band thing before this. And that was fun. And then I think as the group kind of distilled down to the four of us, like we were dabbling in writing and we, we would write with our old band members together, but it just was never really serious. And then, I don't know, for me, the excitement kind of started, at least for this project and in, in music in, in general, was when we finished like our first song together. And when that that was complete, I was like, oh, this is kind of a real thing now. And... And that like 
sort of fulfillment that I got from that first creative accomplishment. Excellent. Cool. Was yeah. like this is for myself. It's a little. It's a little dorky, keep doing, but um, so. I did show choir in high school. Uh, so every other choir I'd been in before was just you know very uh, choral. You just stand there and you sing in all the different parts. But that was the first time where it's on stage. You're putting on a show. You're a presence more than just people standing in a row singing. And so while I didn't always love the kind of music or shows it was, that was the first time of uh, being out on a stage and understanding, oh, this is a performance. And even if I don't love the specific performance I'm doing, I love being out here and feeling like I'm putting on a show. Um, and that's what really got me uh, addicted to you know, being out on stage, being a part of a group that's putting something together that people can come together and enjoy. Very cool. Very cool. I think probably what hooked me was uh, it was in that first iteration of of the band when we were when I first got together playing with Colton and some of the other guys. Uh, we had the opportunity to play on like Marquette's in Marquette one of Marquette's auditoriums on the big stage for uh, you know for a whole crowd of people and it was the first time anybody came and like mic'd all the amps up and they had the lights going and everything and just played played for a big crowd on, on a relatively you know professionally done setup and that just that'll forever be in my head and the pictures from that every time i see him i'm like man that was the coolest the coolest show to date that i i can think of there's no no feeling like playing live in front of a large group that's for sure let's talk about alley eyes once covid is under control and we can start seeing live gigs again and stuff like that what is like like a couple major goals you want to accomplish with Alley Eyes? I'd say at the moment, you know, we have some recording software um, of our own and AJ has picked up uh, using some production software. But I think one goal would be getting to the point where we feel like, you know, originals that we've written and worked on and can be proud enough and feel like they're ready enough that we can go to some professional studio and, uh, record uh, with you know the much better equipment and uh, with the skills of talented mixing engineers and producers so that way when we put out a product it's uh it's not something that sounds like it's thrown together by a couple of guys um just doing their best but something that's a little more polished professional that you could feel really proud putting out to the world i'd say that's one goal definitely yeah to add to that i think one of our big goals at least just for this year specifically was if uh, Summerfest takes place in September, we really want to be a part of that. Um, and like Colton said, we want to. We have a good, a good list of songs that I think we want to put out this year as some sort of debut LP or EP project, and maybe a few singles or t- singles to accompany that. I think we want to share that with the world, but we also want to make sure we do it right and do it right the first time, and make sure we're putting our best product out to the world to kind of give ourselves. A name and I think we often I think draw inspiration as a group from like we feel like there's sure there's a history of music in Milwaukee but it's not like a primary scene nationally it's not like a New York a Nashville LA or something so we feel like if there's some like if Milwaukee's good for one thing it's it's rallying behind their local like teams even in a way like so if there were to be some sort of band that really started growing in Milwaukee, we could really see that the city getting behind that. And I think 
we want to be that band however many years down the road that comes to fruition. But I think we want to be as 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 cheesy as could be in cliche, like we want to be the one in a million band that comes from Milwaukee. And if like no one's going to have that blind faith in you. So we kind of have that faith in ourselves that even though we're so early in this process that we want to be there down the road. So cool. Very cool. Jake, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I would just say maybe not from the goals so much, but how we're how we're trying to get at them. And like you're saying with COVID not playing live shows, it's just we're trying to do all the little things right do them right now to where just like us you know primarily staying inside being at home trying to connect with people online we're trying to keep our presence online uh exciting so putting things up where people you know cover covers on youtube or even just like the funny little clips we're putting up of us of aj dancing around the apartment or something and to the backing of one of our tracks just something to keep people interested and try and keep eyes on on us as we progress Excellent. What's your practice schedule since COVID has basically kept us indoors most of the time? How are you guys um, putting that together? I'd say at first we probably took a nice break, obviously, with no one really knowing what was going on. But of late, um, and as it seems like people have got a little more comfortable, we started, we basically practiced once a week on Tuesday for probably like three hours, I would say. And then we get together another day of the week, usually a Friday or a Saturday, and are either rehearsing or tracking or writing or whatever for, I would say, probably another at least three hours and then hanging out together and, I don't know, being a band. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> so you said so you, you do covers and obviously you're writing your own originals and you talked about um, getting yourself known out there on social media. What else are you guys doing to get your name out there besides social media? Well, I'd say a part of that um, isn't something we can do at the moment, but uh, once things return, or not return, but uh, get to a new normal where uh, restaurants are opening up, there's more performances and people are more comfortable to go out, um, I think we have the goal of you know, hitting the local scene as hard as possible. I mean, a, a gig every week, if possible, if that's something we can do and not get burned out. Um, but we also have small plans of, um, you know, little local sort of, I guess, guerrilla marketing, you know, maybe one weekend, uh, overnight people go to bed, wake up and there's just a bunch of alley eyes, stickers or posters everywhere. We've been working a lot on our, uh, I guess, promotional materials, stickers, posters, that sort of thing. What genre would you, and I hate putting people in categories and stuff like that, but I mean, obviously, if someone wants to go hear a bluegrass band or a hip-hop band, they're probably not going to want to come see you play um, if that's what they're looking for. So what would you kind of put yourselves genre-wise into? I guess the most wide-ranging one that could answer that question is just uh, alternative. We're, we have a wide variety of inspirations. There's no one in the band that has necessarily even particularly close tastes to the to the next band member um and so we draw from a ride sound and i don't think we ever want to pin ourselves down to a single sound um but i mean i know for myself personally all the bands that i feel influenced by and uh ever want to you know 
imitate at times or just draw inspiration from usually fall under just alternative. Give us some bands that you would draw from or you're inspired by. So that kind of maybe that would be more helpful. I think we draw from a lot of the stuff we all grew up on. So me in particular, um, some bands, I know the Strokes is a big one for us. Um, there's some some common threads across us there. Um, I really love the Killers. I think the Killers is somewhat that like when we were teenagers, like in the 2000s, that was blowing up. So the Killers is is close to home for me. I, I know these two guys each have their own, and it's all about them. Yeah, I would say I kind of where they have the newer age sort of. Uh, music tastes mine kind of go back further like for example the last two days i've been on a a really heavy ccr kick (laughs) um but i mean blues rock tends to be where i fall Uh, i did a lot of i listened to a lot of black keys uh in the like in high school and things like that but i I range all the way through to the more uh alternative bands where colton kind of will will lead to i kind of fall into that sect too yeah I think everyone has, you know, one or two bands that come around when they're 14 or 15 and change the way they view everything about music. And those for me are uh, Queens of the Stone Age and the Arctic Monkeys, um, you know, sort of 2000s punk or hard rock. Um, although at the moment, I'd also say there's a secondary strain. Um, ever since we started writing originals, not the only, but at the moment I'm the primary uh, lyricist. So... I've been trying to find a wider variety there. So uh, the songs that have been inspiring me there, the artists have been a lot like uh, Leonard Cohen or uh, Serge Gainsbourg. Nice, nice, cool. I know your drummer's not here, but would you know what he kind of likes to draw from? Metalhead. Metalhead. <laughs> yeah, <a> metal guy. <laughs> cool, yeah. very cool. No, that I mean, that's probably a good recipe for, for success is to be able to have multiple different genres to pull from to kind of create your own kind of vibe. That might be a, a really good pull for audiences if it's done right. So, yeah, I think that might be something that'd be really cool to hear once we could hear some of your songs, which it sounds like you're not ready to to showcase them quite yet. Yeah, we definitely have some demos done where I think, like right now we're we're limited to eight tracks on our on our DAW. So that's, that is what it is. And, and we could upgrade ourselves if we wanted and go down that route. And I've become a very amateur bedroom producer, but at at the end of the day, to me, it's like, is the time cost worth me really learning how to do that stuff properly? Or is it worth accessing some of the local people around here who have been doing that for much longer than I have and who can probably do it a lot better than I have. So I think we're just right now, we've got probably four like eight track demos in a really good spot and probably three more on the way soon. And I think we have really solid ideas for probably like a nine to 10 track LP EP to put out there with plenty of other song ideas that have come along the way. But yeah, we're probably, I mean, I don't personally want to put out an eight track EP of a song that I know we could do much better if we went and did it the right way. So you guys haven't really played out as a band or did you but have the ability to do that we have but in a different group setting in so different group settings yeah okay. we used to have six of us and two of them are still doing school stuff so they kind of refocused in on their school stuff and the four of us 
um, kind of move forward. And we've played together. Uh, actually, I don't know if we've yeah, we've played together collectively maybe once or twice, but never like a full legitimate gig. I would say okay. just the four of us. Well, that you you guys can probably answer some of these questions that I have coming up here, which is the first thing is talking about the local scene attitude. So the, obviously there's positive negatives to any local scene. So let's kind of start talk about the great things for musicians that you've seen happening in your area. What what kind of things have you seen that it's like, oh, yeah, that's definitely going to be helpful for musicians trying to rise above the static? I would say from the – so as far as responsibilities, like within the band, I typically handle the social media stuff. Okay. So from what I've seen, you know, bars or, uh, or clubs like Cactus Club and different spots like that around Milwaukee, they're doing – they're hosting bands virtually. So they're having bands come in and play under – or basically patch into like a cactus club, cactus club live stream. And you just, you're playing, you're kind of getting your name out that way. So they get their attention that they're following to you. Then you're playing for them. I've seen a couple of different groups doing that, but I think a lot of, you know, when this all does let up and everybody's in a good spot, I think that, that it's going to be an absolute free for all for music. Because everybody's going to want to be out. Everybody's going to want to be enjoying the fact that we're back to some sort of uh, position where we can go do that. And I think it's a it's a good spot for us to be in coming out with or being in a, in a position where we're ready to almost ready to put out and play original music and then also have a, a pretty heavily loaded cover set so we can just be ready to rock and roll. Colton or HAD, anything to add to the positivity of the local music scene? Yeah, I mean, I think just to build slightly off what Jake was saying um, there I can feel it and uh, hear it from friends and people I talk to you know if you have a conversation with a stranger you mentioned you're in a band um, you know there's times when we were playing earlier in dark different iterations that it was cool to see you know people would definitely come but there might not have been an excitement to it whereas now um, as hard as it's been um, under COVID Jake's right that once things get to a new, I mean, in the past even month or two, I've mentioned it to a couple of strangers and friends who before might have been very lukewarm, but now can't stop talking about how they die to go see live music, how excited they are to get into something new. And I think um, there's going to be such a demand for it that there might even be, you know, venues that uh, wouldn't have let us play maybe if things had gone normally just with our experience level that, I mean, we don't know yet for sure, but once things are ready to start booking artists again and playing live, there might be opportunities for us that there just wouldn't have been before what with our current level of experience. AJ, anything to add on top of that? Yeah, I would just say one thing kind of Milwaukee specific is it seems like there's a nice like ladder chain of progression that artists can kind of follow is you can start at those smaller local bars and play some of those smaller gigs and then also kind of work your way up to some of those like medium stages like a like a cactus club or like a collectivo backroom or something like that and then we're also lucky enough to have some of those like kind of historic local music venues that have bigger stages like a rave or a turner hall yeah shank hall too and stuff like that and and yeah and we have we are lucky enough to have Summerfest in our backyard every year so as long as Summerfest is I would hope like doing something to get some Milwaukee musicians and some local talent up on that, up on those stages. Um, that just seems like a kind of a nice perk to Milwaukee is there's that nice 
almost like a clear progression of how we can grow and, and that helps us gauge our, our progress as well as gauge amongst our peers. I'm in Dave Photography, the photography that supports local music in Wisconsin and is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show. To contact Diamond Dave and see previous work, check out Diamond Dave Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Wisconsin Music Podcast is also brought to you by ZTF Studio. ZTF Studio recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. ZTF Studio brings success to your recording project. All right, back to the interview. Now let's flip the coin, and what have you seen that makes it more of a struggle for the local scene. And that, and obviously COVID is at top of mind, but I'm saying uh, post and pre COVID do you, I mean, pre COVID, what did you see? And post COVID, what do you think you might still see? Um, I would say, I think of the times I've been out in the local music scene, I've seen a lot of bands and probably 95% of them were like cover bands. And there just seems like there's not a huge um, kind of local original music uh, population, or at least not one that I'm aware of. And, and I feel like if if I'm not aware of it and a bunch of people aren't aware of it, then the, the scene, it seems like, isn't doing a good enough job putting those, those artists up or lifting them up to uh, promote them. And I guess I'm not sure what the solution to that is, but... That's just my experience. Okay. Yeah. And uh, something I've heard from, uh, you know, slightly more veteran musicians I've talked to, to, um, you know, I've listened to other episodes of your podcast and I've heard it echoed on there that it can be very hard for artists um, sort of to make those progressions at time from smaller stages to medium stages to bigger stages uh, without some sort of almost a touring experience. Like if you're just a Milwaukee area musician uh, without doing a lot of travel, it's almost seen as, I guess, maybe a, a rite of passage that you go and you spend some time playing somewhere else and only upon coming back from that is it seen that you're ready to play slightly larger stages or have the uh, experience or credentials necessary to play there. So that's something I heard. We haven't even had the ambition outside of, you know, just applying for Summerfest, which I don't think we'd expect to have any, uh, you know, probably be an earlier in the day performance, if anything. But um we haven't applied for those kinds of stages yet or tried to find a way to get there, but looking forward could definitely see that uh, being an issue because touring, uh, you know, what with COVID going on, I don't, I think has been one of the furthest things from our mind. Jake, everything to add on top of that? I would just say uh, when you get to that, maybe that medium, medium stage level, and this, this goes with what AJ was saying too, when you start to try and do original music, it seems like the only way that I've seen people get successful in doing that is not just staying within Milwaukee as they start, you know, you start to run out to Madison, you start to run out to Chicago and you start to run because they're, they're a little bit more known, known for that. So just to add to the kind of the lack of uh, attention around local music in Milwaukee, you kind of have to go elsewhere and then people see, Oh, these guys are playing there. These guys are running out to these other cities to get this done before they come back to uh, right. to see you here. Yep. Uh, yep. Like you said, that's echoed through many different episodes that I've done. It's the same kind of idea. It's just like, it's hard to, to break through the scene sometimes. So we, we kind of talked about your current project. You're, you know, you've done some recording. You're limited, obviously, the equipment you have, and you're thinking of stepping it up. Let's 
dig into that a little bit more. What would be your, I don't want to say your, your dream recording session, but just kind of give me an idea of like what you would expect if you wanted to walk into a recording studio and would you want a producer or do you think you can produce it yourself and just have the, re- the engineer just do the recording and the mixing for you? Just kind of give the audience an idea of like what you would like to see happen when you go and do this at uh, a higher level. Yeah, I'd say, you know, we don't know for sure until we worked with the producer, but I'd say a producer is probably a good idea. You know, someone who can produce and mix because obviously at the point at this moment when it comes to mixing um aj's doing it himself limited by obviously what he has and uh, just a lack of experience at this point um but even beyond that um we have i think we have really solid ideas um we've come up with some riffs and bits that have really impressed me but sometimes it's hard to know uh maybe what a song needs added what it needs taken away uh what sort of different little changes can be made to just spice it up that much more or make it sound that much better. And A, we, you know, I think for most of us, this is the first real writing experience we've ever had. Um, And I think there's talent and inspiration there, but again, a lack of experience and refinement. And also probably just, you know, having someone that isn't as immediately as invested as we are or has learned to pull back and just judge something very practically um, and offer these sorts of possible changes or additions that can be made to just, again, make the song that much better. That's interesting you said that. Because I, I was going to say just someone who's going to be like passionate about our project. But now that Colton kind of said that, I almost agree with what he said, is I think we would benefit almost the most from having like that neutral third-party producer who's kind of got some of that veteran experience who's maybe going to help a new band like us navigate some of those waters with within that music and figure out the dynamic and the sound that we're going for. Um, at the same time, we're trying to figure all that stuff out. So I think someone who's just going to be willing to listen to all of what we're hearing in our heads when we want and what we want our songs to be, but also willing to give their opinion and expertise. <laughs> I think probably you want something that someone that has both that can give you good guidance, but also be passionate about the project. When we say neutral third party, I don't want someone, of course, to, you know, hate the music or not care about it at all, but just maybe someone who can just st- step outside themselves a little bit better. I know I could get a little bit uh, defensive maybe about my own music just because, you know, it's something we've written, but someone who just through not having that can uh, step back and while caring about it, be the, you know, uh, tough love perspective. Right. right. Jake, do you have anything else added on top of that? Uh, I think the, the dream recording kind of session really, it starts, it starts with us and we're, what we've been doing now, which is just trying to get bulletproof before we come in so that the dream recording session is where we come in ready to go can hit these tracks out and have that time with whoever we have producing and mixing to really just not have the the meat of the song to worry about but just the those little accents that are going to make it so much better cool very cool we just got done talking about um what happens when you 
finally get to be able to go into a recording studio. We talked about your goals. What kind of venues are you hoping to perform at once COVID has settled down? I mean, we know we talked about Summerfest and stuff like that, but more loftier ideas of where you want to go. Well, I would say as far as all the all the family members I've had who've had the bands up here and played, they say that uh, playing a show with the Brayman is a, is a rite of passage. I have to play a show with the Brayman to, to make it. So I, that's on my list. So those that don't know where that is, where is that located? Uh, actually, it's I, in River West. It, yeah, it's off Brayman, Brayman Street, but I don't know what the other intersection is. Okay, so that's in Milwaukee. Yeah, it's yeah, in okay. River West, the neighborhood of River West in River Milwaukee. West. So, gotcha. Uh, Colectivo Backroom would be cool to do at some point in time. We have a bunch listed, honestly, as, as some goals. I think like some of the festivals that happen downtown Milwaukee, like some Brady Street Days and some of those uh, annual festivals, if if they happen or in the future, would be would be a dream. We've never done Shank Hall. I think we've talked about doing Shank Hall before as well, and. Bigger aspirations than aspirations than that, I think our dream venue in Milwaukee would be Turner Hall. So, very or cool. The rave. <laughs> yeah, there you go. How about you, Colton? Uh, I mean, as far as like really aspirational, yeah. AJ mentioned Turner Hall and the rave, but um, one uh, just smaller one that I would personally find enjoyable is um, Landmark Lanes. Uh, just because I walk <laughs> down into that uh, that area, and it just in certain ways it feels like I've been transported back in time to a bar that <laughs> doesn't feel like it's in the 2020s. So it would have a very interesting uh, feel to it playing there. As we're wrapping this up, uh, I have a few more questions for you. Work-life balance. Are you guys having issues or problems with balancing your work life or is it at your age, not that difficult at the moment? I think we have the benefit of being, being in our, uh, our age group, you know, right out of college, all of us in our first jobs, it's kind of just work your, work your nine hours and, you know, eight, nine hours and come home, play some music. So it's pretty easy right now. Yeah. It's got its challenges. I mean, none of us are in like managerial roles, so we don't have to, we just kind of go and do our, our specific job and then come home. But it's definitely, I'm a little bit of a type A person, so I try and get a lot a lot done in 24 hours. So those guys could probably speak to that too. But <laughs> but yeah, I Definitely think at, at times guy. it can be stressful. And like we go through the, those stressful periods as a group too where it's like we have a lot on our plate. And um, But I think we do a good job whenever those periods come up. It's just like recognizing those and, and being open with with each other about it so i had the unlucky but benefit of being unemployed for a couple of months while we were writing that gave me a lot of free time to work on music but um at the moment yeah it's i work uh, at a hospital so can be busy while i'm there but i spend a fair amount of days from home so the balance isn't awful and with the added benefit of when working from home it's a lot easier to if i have a sudden spark of uh inspiration or I just need to get an idea down before I forget it's really easy to jot a couple notes or quick run over to the guitar record a 30 second clip of yourself playing and then go back to what you're doing okay cool um and then the last question I ask is local playlists who are you listening to that's in the local scene that you'd like to give some shout outs to that you feel um deserve to get more recognized I'm gonna 
blank on the names, but honestly, we all kind of started listening to your podcast more since we since we uh, were preparing for this. And I forgot who your last guest was, but he's from Green Bay, and they had that um, they had that one single about the story about him getting approached by a guy with a knife when he was working on a door. Oh yeah, uh, Jamie Fontaine and the Level. Yeah, Jamie Fontaine. Yeah, I I went down that rabbit hole, and they had some cool music, and I kind of enjoyed that stuff too. So, it, they were uh, interesting to listen to. But we, uh, I guess other locally, we have another band that we kind of are friends with at Marquette, and I think that's probably where Colton's going to go with it. So I'll let him talk. Yeah, I was going to say we have a sort of sister band from Marquette called Saving the Suburbs that uh, started around the same time as we have. And so we'd catch each other playing out at parties or at bars and um, come to support each other often and jammed with. And we were supposed to play a show together right before COVID hit that unfortunately had to be canceled. Um, They're a much different vibe than us, but um, some really talented guys that are awesome to see. So check out Saving the Suburbs. Yeah, I've got two. Um, Mumblemouth is one. Uh, they played a lot of uh, a lot of up and under shows that I went to uh, before they unfortunately closed down. And then also Dead Fortune, another band I saw a lot uh, out of the out of they're out of more like the late Geneva area, a little more of a of a country rock vibe with them. But all right, um, do you have any songs that we could put on the podcast, or are we not quite there yet with that? Um, we have some, I don't know, depends how confident we would be with in, in an eight track demo. So we have some that are arranged slightly and mixed to the best of my naive ability, but we could, I mean, we could share them. Um, but that's up to uh, you guys. I mean, it's how comfortable yeah. you guys feel people hearing it at, at where they're at right now. Um, I feel like we have definitely one or two demos you know if not perfectly polished but finished and good that i think we could release as well as um a uh, a cover song or two if i don't know if that's something you like to put out there over originals but one or two covers we did as well that sound fairly good that we used for submissions okay um why don't you give us the backstory on the two originals and maybe for the cover i could put it um underneath for the when i do the teaser on friday yeah sure Sure. Uh, so just to check with you guys, would you agree that uh, it was ACDC, Messiah, and nothing at all were good enough? Sure. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> Jake, do you want to tell about nothing at all? Yeah, I mean, nothing at all. It's one of those songs where uh, the sound of the music is kind of juxtaposed to the lyrics. So it's a happy-sounding, kind of bouncy song as it sits right now. And... Uh, the lyrics are about a, a toxic couple that some of us knew when we were in college. And they just would always kind of be the on again, off again, bad fights, bad breakups sort of thing. But in the end, they can't find anybody better. So they, they end up together. So yeah. in, the, in the end, they have nothing at all. Okay. <laughs> Sort hand in hand, rejoicing their emancipation. Ooh, that feet never touched the ground. She 
went to go and tell her brother He left a voice for his mother And in their hearts they realized they hated one another song we wrote as a band and i i don't know if it's totally going to be the sound we go for in the future but we got some cool feedback on that one i'm a member at an online base school and we got some like legitimate uh feedback from some session a session musician on that and he gave us some input on like how to better arrange that how to adjust things and since then we've taken that feedback and iterated the song again and i think we're happy with where it's at right now and i think that would potentially be one of the first songs we ever we want to take into the studio and record and do the right way so excellent excellent the other track we have is called acdc messiah it would just 
uh, started from a little bit of doodling with me. We found this very nice app called Spire that you can have on your phone that just allows you to, yeah, it's basically a, a mobile eight track. Um, not useful for good quality, but just to get ideas down or if you want to write ideas for multiple parts just by yourself. Um, brought it to the guys and through workshopping it all together, came from a sort of standard riff-based rock song to something uh, that someone has a, uh, a desert psychedelic uh, sound to it. Um, and definitely fits in with the lyrics, which to me come from this place of, um, I can't speak for the guys, but personally I'm a, a big nature guy and, uh, the deserts have always made me feel more alive than anything. So just the experience of, uh, being one and feeling utterly electrified by it. Yeah. 
Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. It was great to talk to you and you had a lot of great information. Yeah, this was really cool. So thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. This has been great. Well, that was AJ Colton and Jake from Alley Eyes. Look in the near future for their four-song EP coming out towards the end of the year. And hopefully uh, you'll be able to catch some of their performances over the summer. Everyone's keep staying safe, and I'll see you next time. If you haven't had a chance yet, I've started a new segment on Fridays called Friday Music Showcase, where I just play a couple songs from a couple bands every Friday. More kind of like a little short radio program of local Wisconsin music. If you would like to send in some songs for the Friday Music Showcase, send the links to those songs to wisconsinmusicpodcast at gmail.com. And in the subject of the email, type in Friday Music Showcase. Inside the email, besides the link for the music, please put in a short bio about the band and the story behind each one of the songs that you send. And we'll get that on the Wisconsin Music Podcast Friday feature, Friday Music Showcase. I'd like to thank Nate Wyckoff for creating the music for the Wisconsin Music Podcast and to Dean Bundy for our great voiceover in the beginning and intro. Thanks to Jacob at CW Hip Hop for syndicating our podcast every Monday at 4 p.m. at CWHipHop.com. Also, ZTF Studio, recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. 